Welcome to the Small Business Made Simple podcast where we believe a website with a clear message never confuses, beats the competition, and grows your business. I'm your host, Sam Moss. Well, it's good to be back, everyone. What do you have planned for Valentine's Day? Um, for me, there's there's a restaurant here in Elmira called 1157 North, and it's, it's literally right around the corner from my house, but I've never been there. My in-laws have been there, my parents have been there, a bunch of our friends, and I've heard really good things about it. Um, and that's what I plan on uh, doing is taking my wife out uh, for a nice dinner. Um, so hopefully it's good. And this is actually a test to see if she listens to my podcast because... Um, I don't think she does. So we'll, we'll see if she brings this up because she probably will not even know. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Anyway, today on the podcast, I have local business owner, uh, Paul Sidlansky from here in the Southern tier of New York. Now, Paul owns his own financial advisory firm called Lake Road Advisors, and he's going to share with us about the topic of of outsourcing. Now, if you aren't familiar with that term, it basically means sending some work uh, from your business to another business or person to save you time, but you're still making money. Um, It's a great way to grow your business because you can't do everything on your own, and you're probably realizing that if you're in business if you haven't already. Um, So Paul shares how you can master this in your business so you can build and scale your business faster. So here's my talk with Paul Sidlansky. Paul, thank you so much for being here on Small Business Made Simple with me today. Uh, it is great to have you here. Thanks, Sam. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So, you know, for the first part of the podcast, I always like to hear a little bit about the history of someone I'm talking to and, you know, where we came from, because we want to know more about Paul. So can you share um, about your business, Lake Road Advisors, and kind of how you got started? Sure, absolutely. So um, I have been um, the uh, owner and founder of Lake Road Advisors for about four years now. I've been in the financial services industry for um, my entire career, over 20 years. Uh, I started out working on Wall Street at Morgan Stanley, worked in the wealth management department, working with high net worth clients, really like that. Did that for a couple of years, but then got a great opportunity moving more to the institutional side of the business and working with larger companies and hedge funds. And I had done that for about um, nine years when my life quickly changed. My wife and I had twins and then another child and suddenly working in Manhattan, commuting an hour and a half each way and living that kind of crazy lifestyle didn't seem as appealing. So in 2012, we decided to make a big change and and moved out of uh, Connecticut, Stanford, Connecticut, where we were living and decided to move uh, upstate to where my wife grew up. And I had joined uh, a local registered investment advisor, was there for a few years, but really quickly realized that I had a little bit of an entrepreneurial itch and thought there was a better way to do things and started my own firm in 2016. Wow, very cool. And today, uh, Paul, you're gonna be talking to us about Outsourcing, and I think that's been obviously a pretty big part in you growing, you know, Lake Road Advisors, and in getting you onto that entrepreneurial entrepreneurial path. Um, so, can you share with us, for those of us who don't really know, you know, what does it look like for a business to outsource, and what does that actually mean? Sure. So, for small business owners, when you start a business, you are everything, right? You are accounting, you are marketing, you are sales, and, and you're actually doing whatever it is of the work that you do. 
Mm-hmm. Outsourcing is the idea that you can't be everything to everybody. And there's a time and a place where having folks who can do and have these specific skill sets and you paying for those makes a lot more sense than you doing it yourself. So uh, really outsourcing, especially for small business owners, is critical to grow and sustain and really create more of a business versus a one-man show or a practice. Yeah. So can you explain why it's uh, important to maybe outsource at first instead of hiring an employee? Because a lot of people, you know, they might think, oh, well, shouldn't I just hire employees as I continue to grow? Is this to replace employees? Is this to kind of hold you over? What does it look like? So I think it depends on the specific function or skill set. The um, When I think about outsourcing, well, first off, as a business owner and starting from scratch, I think it makes sense to really understand what time is needed for each task. So just you know, right off the bat, hiring or outsourcing, I think you need to take a step back and really understand how much time is uh, taken up with that task. And then really mm-hmm. after that, understand what's the cost of the task, right? So for example, bookkeeping, right? I imagine most people can keep their own books and books and records, but at some point, the the time it takes you to do it and maybe be familiar with the, some of the accounting principles just doesn't make sense where you could outsource that have a professional do it, probably do it in a quarter of the time you could do it and you'll spend a little bit, but you really need to think about the value that you bring to the business and are, is your time better spent doing higher value tasks? So mm-hmm. I think it's number one, understanding what the task is, understanding how much time it takes, understanding the cost to outsource it, and then also understanding how much your time is worth. You really need to understand um, where your best use is. And I think for most business owners, after you get started, you'll realize that a lot of those day-to-day tasks is probably not uh, the most um, efficient or, or the smartest way for you to use your time. Yeah. How would you talk to someone who, you know, they own their own business, they are doing a lot of the day-to-day, um, uh, you know, maybe it's for financial reasons, maybe it's for control reasons. It's not something they want to let go of. Um, how would you talk to them and tell them, I mean, we've heard in business, you know, you want to work on your business and work in your business less. So it's it's a throttle. You kind of get to that point where you're working on the business and it's running itself. But when, I guess, it, can you explain when a good time is to start the process of getting some of those things off your plate? Because like I said before, it might be a financial reason or uh, it's a risk and they're kind of, you know, afraid or don't really want to give it up. When is that line uh, cross where it's like, okay, you need to start lighting some of this off. I, I think the line is crossed for each individual when it starts to impede growth, right? So now this is another decision that the small business owner really needs to understand. What What is their end game here? Are they looking to grow a 10 or 15 person firm or are they looking to just provide themselves a job, right? There's no right or wrong answer. And if you're just looking to keep a certain level of revenue or income and, and keep yourself employed, well, then maybe keeping everything in-house makes sense. But if you're looking to grow your business, expand, increase revenues, and make the most of your time, you're undoubtedly going to hit a wall where you can't do everything and your growth stall. So I think it's number one, understanding what you want from your business, and then you're going to hit the point where you can't do everything and grow stalls, and it's going to make more sense to look to offload some of the day-to-day tasks or the operational tasks 
that you can offload so you can spend more time on doing the things that's going to increase your revenue. Yeah, I want to go back to the employee versus outsourcing, because I think that's kind of a uh, not touchy, but a subject that people want to know about, like, oh, well, should I be hiring an employee for this? So can you share some of the pros of outsourcing and then some of the pros of um, hiring employees? So whether it's like you should really be outsourcing this or instead, let's not outsource or get an employee here. Can you share some of the pros um, for, between those two? Sure. So when I think about outsourcing and what I can and can't outsource, I'm usually thinking about the customer facing actions versus let's call them the back office operational. So for example, again, bookkeeping, right? I can do the bookkeeping. I can do my own taxes. I can keep track of that. But am I really adding value there? And is it something that I can outsource for a lower cost? And it is. Now, mm -hmm. client relationships, speaking to my clients every day, working with my clients, um, I can't outsource that, nor do I want to. That's uh, I work in a relationship-based business, and customer service is critical, and being helpful and being proactive and all that, that's not something that I can outsource. So for me, that's a task where I can do up to a certain amount, and I can outsource the operational task, but eventually, I'm going to need to hire somebody who can also help me with the relationships, because to me, that's not an outsourceable type um, of job in my business or function. Mm -hmm. So I really think it goes down to, I guess, let, let's call it operational versus relational for my business. And for me, I'm trying to outsource as much as the operational tasks as I can. You know, think of compliance work, um, things like that, that just are more of um, behind the scenes work, but anything that is going to involve servicing or helping clients or providing planning work that has to be uh, kept in-house. So for another business, um, would you suggest that they don't have the outsourcing company or you know individual reaching out? I mean, not necessarily on a relationship basis, but um, is it mostly the background work that you're saying that we should be outsourcing? Or can they? Uh, you start to build some trust, I guess, with some of these outsourcers and they can start reaching out to clients and getting tasks done that kind of take more off your plate. Do you think that's a good idea? So I think that's an individual decision where you need to be comfortable with who the partner you are outsourcing with. So I'm really sensitive mm -hmm. in terms of uh, how my clients are treated and the relationship they have. So whenever I outsource something, um, I want to make sure that that person is treating the client the same way that I would. So ultimately, I think it really depends on the task and the customer experience you want to portray. Again, not saying that yeah. the, the outsourcing firm is going to do a bad job, but I think once you mm -hmm. outsource something like that, you open yourself up to variability in terms of the customer experience. Yeah. What's a good way to build that trust or kind of learn if that is something you want to do? So, for example, um, with an outsourcing company, do you give it some time and say, you know what, we're going to start them off with these simple things and then we'll kind of... Um, you know, grain them, not grain them, in, but move them into uh, moving into move them into working with possibly a client. Or um, are there some other ways that you know that you kind of build trust and kind of wait it out per se? So in my uh, experience, what I generally do is I want to solidify a relationship and really a face to face relationship. So I, I'm a little bit mm -hmm. more extreme 
but I can tell you, I was just visiting two of my partners who I work with and outsource some of my operational functionality to. And before I even get into those relationships, I sit down face to face, look, look at them and say, look, this is the type of standard that I'm accustomed to. And this is how I want my clients to be treated. And because your name is absolutely (laughs) because at the end of the day, if my client has a bad experience with the outsourcing firm, it doesn't, they they don't care Mm -hmm. about the, it's coming to me. They're going to call me. They're going to be upset with me. They're going to complain to me. So I think sometimes that can be lost in translation for a company that does outsourcing function. And they need to really be aware that there's a reason why I'm hounding them or I'm all over them, or I want to make sure that this is done a certain way, because there's a certain level of service that I've built up and a a trust with my client. And if that's breached, it doesn't matter if it has nothing to do with me, it ultimately falls on me, I own the relationship. So to me, getting that Mm -hmm. message across early, making sure that the partner understands that and understands really the downstream effects of their actions, I, I think it's huge. I'll be right back with the rest of my interview with Paul in just a moment. The main thing that we do here at One Click Agency is we design websites for business owners like yourself. And we found that many business owners have a website that, you know, it looks cluttered, maybe it's really confusing to your customers, or a lot of times these business owners don't have a website at all. Here at OneClick, we can help with all those issues. We design websites that have a clean and simple look. They have a clear and effective message about your brand so you can show your customers that you are a reliable and credible business when they look you up online. Now, if your business does not have a website or you're in need of a fresh new look for 2020, we want to help you. Visit OneClickCloudSites.com. That's the number one click cloudsites.com today to get a website for your business. One click cloudsites.com and you can take your business to the next level and stand out among your competitors. One click cloudsites.com. What is a good way for us to find an outsourcing partner? So I know Every business listening to a podcast like this, it's all different. If for, for instance, you're in financial uh, advising, you know what I mean? So it's a lot different than my business, which is website design. So overall, is there a way um, that you have found you know, a general rule of thumb when it comes to finding a good partner for whatever these tasks are? So I think it really boils down to relationships and having your vision and values aligned, right? You are partnering with a firm who um, puts quality over quantity and, you know, puts an emphasis on the relationship and you're aligned in that view. I think that's going to make sense. But if, if you're somebody who values the relationship and the sensitivity, but it's a firm that really just wants to mass produce whatever it is that this outsourced product is and doesn't really care about quality, but it just wants to get the lowest price for the most output. Uh, that's not going to be a good fit. So what I would say is really uh, you want to have some sort of a relationship. You want to ask around to your other trusted partners, people who do business with you, who you are aligned with in your vision and values, and then ask them, try to find out what drives them, 
How do they handle their relationships? I think all that stuff will tie into aligning your goals and your vision, which will then make a relationship and really the end game, the client experience similar. Yeah. Can you share, um, and if, if you don't want to do this, this is totally fine, but is there something or some rules of thumb, rule of thumb that you've learned um, when it comes to, you know, outsourcing it? You're like, look, this is a mistake I made or, hey, this is something I'm doing great. Uh, this is something you can implement. Is there anything that comes to mind for you? Yeah, so I can, I can share one example of a mistake I made early on and um, it had to do with my website. So um, I had originally done my website in-house with a developer uh, through Squarespace and uh, was really happy with the website, but uh, at the time mm -hmm. was being told a lot about SEO. So this is back in 2012. And quite frankly, I didn't know the first thing about SEO. And I yeah. was um, told by somebody in my, my network that, hey, you really need to talk to this firm. They do a great job with SEO. SEOs, you need to be making sure that you have the right SEO. And again, really kind of pounded it in my head that I was going to be behind the eight ball with my new firm if I didn't make smart decisions as it relates to SEO. So uh, fast forward, I end up engaging with this firm and ended up paying them uh, a lot of money. It was at the time my largest uh, capital outlay for anything in my business. It was about $1,000 and it was an utter disaster. And I, I look back and I realize, well, number one, I kind of got enticed by that big shiny object and that allure that I'm going to have clients beating down my door, but I really didn't know anything about SEO. And lesson for me was I, I should have done more homework. I should have had a basic understanding of what I was getting into. And then I should have realized that, you know, for a business starting out, SEO for me had to be generated organically. And, and the fact that I didn't have articles, I didn't have white papers, I wasn't quoted in the press because I was a brand new company, it, it wasn't the, the yeah. area that I should have been focusing on and trying to do this quick hit kind of hack to, to build up my SEO was just a, a flop and a waste of time. So I think for me, it was understanding, make sure you understand what you're jumping into, make sure you understand the expectations. And, and I'm still I'm not an expert on SEO by any means today. I have a basic understanding mm -hmm. of what I shouldn't and shouldn't be doing that, that I didn't have back then. No, I totally get that. And it's like, do your homework, even if it's a bookkeeper, let's say you need to outsource some bookkeeping. It's like, do your homework, ask around, don't jump into something that just because someone says you need to do it, you know, AdWords, uh, social media, everything at once, you know, you spend all this money, do your homework. And that's, that's a great piece of advice. So I have one more thing I want to kind of talk about is, can a business actually outgrow the need to outsource? And what I mean by that is, Let's say that you've been outsourcing and it comes to the point where, and I'm not sure about this, so I'm going to ask, is there a need to replace that outsourcing with an employee? And when is that time and when would we know that? So definitely there, there, there's a point where that is a possibility. For me, you know, being a financial planner, I look at it from a very analytical point of view and I look at it from a benefit analysis, mm -hmm. right? So if you are paying somebody a certain amount of money, uh, to outsource a function, you know, whether it be bookkeeping, accounting, operations, and it gets to the point where the dollars going out are, you know, pretty substantial, you may want to say, well, what would it cost to bring somebody in from a headcount perspective who could do that job? And what mm -hmm. would the advantages be if I had that in-house? Obviously, you'd have more control over the action. 
um, you would have some more flexibility. Maybe that person wouldn't be doing that job full time. You'd have uh, another employee with some free time to do something else. So I think it's for me, it's a cost benefit analysis. It's understanding what the function is you're outsourcing, what the cost is. Could you do it better in house or could you do it cheaper? And I guess, is there any type of advantage for your business having that function in house? Yeah. Well, Paul, thank you so much for uh, sharing, you know, this wisdom about outsourcing that has uh, opened my eyes to some things. And, you know, that's been something I've actually been really like toying with is, is what I need to outsource in my own business. And I know, like you said, in the beginning of the podcast, there's a lot of business owners that are just doing everything themselves. And I think, I mean, I can't speak for everyone listening to podcasts, but I'm sure that there are some that are kind of fighting that urge right now to to let some things go and to get some things off their plate. And I appreciate you really just laying this out and uh, showing us, you know, why it's important for our business and uh, how we can be doing it. So to close out, can you just share where we can find out more about you and your business? Uh, Lake Road sure. Advisors? So uh, Lake Road Advisors, the best place to learn about us is just on our website, uh, www.lakeroadadvisors with an O. Com. We are uh, a financial planning firm working with mid-career professionals really all over the country. And we have offices in Corning, Binghamton, and opening up an office in Garden City on Long Island. So we work with folks all around. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free. You can set up a meeting on the website or um, connect with me on LinkedIn either way. But thank you for the opportunity, Sam. I appreciate it. I hope you learned a ton about outsourcing today from Paul Sidlansky. Now, if you want to find out more about him and his business, you can visit their website, lakeroadadvisors.com. Now, if you haven't gotten a chance to review the podcast, please do so. Um, I'd love to hear what you think of the show, and it really helps spread the word about the podcast as well. So don't hog it to yourself. We'd love it if you left a review. Now, if you want to be among the first to know when a new episode comes out, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and you'll get any new episodes automatically downloaded onto your device. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe a website with a clear message never confuses, it beats the competition, and it will grow your business.